Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talking with uh, Redskins assistant coach, yeah. Kaishan Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, tell me about when you got the call and, and found out that you were going to be a full-time assistant. Yeah, man. Um, Actually, we, it was done a couple of weeks ago, man. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, great to get to that point. You know, it's been a long time coming for all the fans who kind of supported me during my playing career and then to get to... Uh, you know, January 3rd, 2016, injury, and then get back to where I am today is only is a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, when did you know that coaching was going to be your future and, and really that there, a return to playing football was not going to be realistic? Yeah, I mean, definitely more so last year around this time. Um, yeah, pr- pretty much before the rookies came, I you know sat down with Jay and just said, hey, man, you know, this is something I want to do. I feel like there's purpose there. I have a passion for it. And he said, hey, you know, let's get this first year under your belt. Let's see if there's something that you're really serious about. And that's what happened. And um, I'm here now. You know, I had to grind it out. I, f- I found out what coaches do day in, day out. Found out about the hours, the grind, the, you know, and, and some of the stress a little bit. But I, I truly enjoy it. I love um, being able to be uh, impactful and some type of an influence to these young men and kind of just share some of that light that, you know, uh, of the reality of football. And uh, it, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. You're a guy who played really well the one year you did get to play, um, but it was just one year. So how yeah. much do you talk about your own experience versus, mm-hmm. I guess at this point you've been coaching, you know, last yeah. year you were coaching intern, you were coaching as long as you played. So yeah, like, definitely. how do you try to balance those things? Yeah, definitely. So I just provide, you know, if I just see something that I could help tweak or encourage, I just provide some type of insight. Um, usually when I introduce myself, you know, uh, and try to share something about myself, I kind of let guys know that, you know, I was drafted here and I'm making this transition. Um, and then and I'll just provide some type of influence in terms of how I perceive them and how I perceive their approach to this opportunity that they have. Hey, man, uh, you know, just stay encouraged, uh, you know, be coachable, things of that nature. And the sky's the limit, whether you was drafted in the first or the sixth round, you know, I'm a sample of that. And then that's when I kind of provide my story and guys get really tuned in and kind of talk to me more and kind of gain a, a different level of respect for it. Kashan Jarrett with me, Craig Hoffman, here on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, what is the biggest thing that surprised you about coaching last year? Man, it's, it's definitely the hours. It's definitely the hours. Like you hear about that all the time, so give people an idea of like what what it really is. Man, it, it's, it's, it's a grind. Like It's long because you got to figure, as a coach, you prep to make sure the players are you know on point. Um, so if I if I start with my evening, I'm preparing for the next day to teach so they can go out and perform the best, you know, best way possible. And that next morning is nothing but meetings to make sure they can they're well, you know, assisted by the time they touch the field. And then from there, we get back, we watch the film and have to break down the practice film, make our corrections and then do that whole process again. So it's long nights, man, where it's just like. 
You know, sometimes <laughs> you just need a deep breath sometimes. But it's, it's, it's fun, though, man. I got a job that I don't feel like as much work. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, oh, I scratched. Do I really want to go to work today? No, like, I really love what I do. Love yeah. what I do. What were some of the tasks that you had last year? And then which of those will carry over to this year? Yeah, uh, so definitely preparing practice, uh, de- uh, preparing uh, the script, preparing for the uh, scout team to make sure we get the proper look um, as a defense, um, and then just assisting the DB coaches wherever they need it, maybe nickel, safety, corner, um, and making sure Ray you know, has everything he needs, and as well as Minuski. Uh, but as for Cannon Matthews, who is the original you know, QC, um, he got, you know, Minuski pretty much down packed. So I assist him wherever he needs me, and I also assist Ray. So I'm sure there's going to be some more tasks that, you know, move forward. So whatever they have for me, I'm willing to do, man. I'm, I'm an open book, uh, and I just – and I'm a sponge. I want to learn. So, you know, I got some long-term goals that maybe I'll let y'all know about sooner or later. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll see if I ask it in two minutes to the end of this interview. Um, but uh, – in terms of learning about the game, how much more have you learned as a coach than as a player? Because, you know, obviously, you know, being in the media in this city, you wind up interacting with a guy like Cooley at some point, And he's talked about how much later in his career he really, like, as he started to talk more with coaches and uh, specifically for him being around Sean, like, he started to learn this 11-man game. How much have you learned that versus focusing on your singular task as a player and what your role was within a, within a system? So if you think about it, my rookie year, right, by week four – I was playing nickel, yeah. but I was drafted as what? A safety. And then I was able to show versatility by playing dime linebacker, both safety positions, and as well as nickel. So I had to kind of learn what is the offense, what is the defensive line doing? And I really had to learn all the positions on the field as a, on the defensive side. So that approach isn't too difficult, learning the defense. But where I want to take another step is as if I'm an offensive coach. So I could see the game differently. And so I know how to prepare and approach the game, how to break down the game. So that's just taking time with all the offensive coaches we have in our building and sitting down with them probably 20 minutes a day, which, you know, I pride myself on doing when I have the time to do so and just learning, you know, sit in front of the, you know, um, coach Randy Jordan and say, hey, can you teach me about protections or steps of a running back and things of that nature so I can see the big picture? So, yeah. Who are some of the guys besides Randy that you have had those conversations with? Because there are so many yeah. offensive coaches and with a lot of different backgrounds, too. No, definitely. So you got Randy Jordan. You have Phil, who's the uh, assistant um, offensive line coach, learning about protections. Um, and I know Ike has been open in terms of me learning about different receiver, you know, options that they have against, you know, DBs, if they're stacked or bunched and things of that nature. So it's sitting down with him and taking that a little bit further. And uh, shoot, maybe QB is probably going to take me some time to really break down, you know, what they see and how they see it. Uh, but uh, besides that, man, everybody's been open to me asking them questions and trying to advance my knowledge. Yeah. Um, obviously, last year, Torian was here. You worked under him. You got Coach Horton in now. What, what was your first conversation like with, with Coach Horton and what's, what's that relationship been as it's developed? Oh, yeah. The first conversation was really like, man, how do you see me, you know, proceeding forward um, in assisting you? How can I serve you? How can I grow under you? And, you know, we kind of we dug deep a little bit, but he kind of wanted to wait until this move was kind of made and um so that conversation in terms of the depth of it we're gonna have uh you know here shortly um but ever since you know ray's been here in here he's been an open book in terms of teaching and that's been great for me and he's looking you know he's hey man i want you to get as much information as you can i want you to be a sponge i want you to learn i want you to 
shoot, I, I want to flood you with information. Sometimes it might feel tough, but that's just only going to help you and advance you for wherever you want to be. And Ray has been great for that. So I really appreciate Ray and his knowledge and his many years of experience. And that's only going to help me grow because, you know, uh, if I see myself in his shoes one day, then, you know, it's great to be around those type of people, those like minds. Three more questions real quick for Kyshawn Jarrett here on 1067 The Fan. I remember a couple years ago, I don't remember if you remember that I was here for it. Mm -hmm. There was a camp that Lorenzo Alexander was here for, a bunch of other guys, Comp was here. And I remember you standing about 30, 40 yards that way, Mm -hmm. giving a a speech to all these kids. And at that point, I was like, man, this kid might become a public speaker. (laughs) Like, there's there's so many things that you could have done. Coaching's hard. Yeah. Why coaching? Man, I just, it, it just goes with, it just falls in line with everything that's kind of happened to me, you know, since that day, you know, just the mental aspect of it, the physical aspect of it, and then where I am today. Um, it just kind of falls in line and how many players are, you know, who do become coaches and do we have a lot, you know, who, I don't know, but I just wanted to be one of those who can be able to provide his story and be a great influence. So if somebody does face an injury that may not be career-ending or it may be career-ending, um, how can I influence them to kind of go through this process and not, you know, for me, it took me two and a half years to really figure out, you know, hey, man, is either I got to move on or, you know, what is it that I want to do? So it could have been public speaking, but football just kind of just, once again, it doesn't feel like work, you know. Uh, I really didn't know how to tell my story during those couple of years. So public speaking wasn't really uh, like passion for it at, the, at that moment. But as I continue to grow and get older and experience life and get around young men and I kind of tell my story uh, and seeing how much of an impact it is, um, that's beginning to grow on me now. So if there's anybody out there who actually wants me to come speak for my will, man, I definitely will, especially to the youth. The youth is who I want to impact, especially if they're sports related, because, you know, there's only a certain percentage that make it to the college level and then make it to the NFL level. But then to eventually make it here and then maybe things don't go your way. How are you going to you know, how are you going to handle that? That's important. Uh, one of the things is the news came out this week that a lot of people asked me. Uh, so I'm going to then turn around and ask you is just how, how's he doing? So like health wise, how, how are you doing these days? Um, what semblance of a, a normal life? Because that, that nerve damage was real. The yeah. atrophy, the muscle atrophy yeah. you had is real. So like, how, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, so first off, mentally, emotionally, I'm doing I'm doing real well. I'm doing well. Um, my wife, great support. My family's great support. And um, there I'm doing well physically. It's still a grind. It's still a grind to try to get my arm back to where I need it to be or get it to the function that I want it to be. Uh, But that's just what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be mad about it. You know, Uh, that's just the way my career went. But me as a person today, me as a man today, me as a coach today, a husband, a son, a friend, all these things, I'm doing well, man. And I, I can't complain from where I am. You know, I I dreamed about being in the NFL and shoot, now the longevity can extend even further, (laughs) you know, now that I'm a coach. So, um, so I'm doing well. So I appreciate everybody asking. (laughs) Yeah. So now that leads to that last question of what are the goals now? You know, Mm -hmm. athletes are driven people and they're driven towards specific things. You're now a coach. Mm -hmm. Where's this end? For sure. I mean, I definitely want, oh man, you can't put me out like that. (laughs) I can ask the question. How you answer is up to you. (laughs) Nah, for sure. So no, I, you know, I definitely have some short term and in terms of my short term goals, I'm on track. Let's say that. 
And, you know, I don't know. Actually, I'm asking, you might be able to answer. Who's the youngest coach in the NFL right now? Sean, still. Uh, he was he was hired at 32 or 33, and I still think he's the youngest, yeah. So that's a that's as a head coach, yeah. assistants kind of range, right? Yeah, he was one of the, I mean, as normally assistants, if they come straight out of college, they're like even below whatever your position yeah, is. No, so Definitely. So, I mean, I definitely want to continue to grow, you know, after being a QC, you know, whether it's next then being a DB coach, and then eventually moving on to that, that D.C., do I I see that being it in the future as long as I am I, as long as I'm willing to keep as long as I'm willing to continue to grow and knowledge and continue to be a sponge and willing to you know take in all this information and grow and see the game in a different aspect man sky's the limit you know whether it is being a DC or a head coach in this league uh, but I'm gonna take it one day at a time because you know I just started so <laughs> I'm gonna take it one day at a time I'm gonna keep growing I'm gonna keep you know, asking James Rowe questions, asking Ray Horton questions, and, you know, Rob Ryan and all these guys, Cannon Matthews, Ike. I got some great guys around me that I can really pick their brains, and they'll be willing to, you know, extend that knowledge that they have. And as long as I'm taking my notes and developing my own structure and my own plan and what I like and what I don't like, sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. Gosh, I appreciate the time. Thank you. No problem. No problem. I'm proud of you, bro. Yes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 